Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. A huge thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Unibuddy. Unibuddy is the global leading peer-to-peer platform for digital student engagement. Peer-to-peer chat makes human connection the key to college decisions. And that's how Unibuddy helps universities recruit their best fit students. Creating a sense of belonging and community is best done by utilizing the voice of an institution's best advocates, their student ambassadors. Optimize your yield with a chat and virtual live events platform that's purpose-built for higher ed. If you are in charge of enrollments or admissions, go to unibuddy.com, that's U-N-I-B-U-D-D-Y dot C-O-M, to learn how you can engage with students at every stage of the cycle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. I have an extraordinary guest with me today. He is Nandan Keithy, the founder of Classes 365, and we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. Nandan, welcome to the show. Holly, thank you so much. You know, a pleasure to be with you. Um, you know, I was um, introduced to your po- podcast recently. Um, I've been listening on Spotify quite a lot, um, listening to all your podcasts. Fantastic job, uh, what you guys are doing. I know you guys are very popular in the U.S., um, but, you know, you're getting, you know, popularity globally as well. You know, here I am speaking to you at 3 a.m. from Sydney, Australia. Oh, my gosh, it's 3 a.m. there. I didn't even... I didn't even think to ask you about that, what time it was, where you're at in our pre-conversations, but um, wow, 3 a.m. You are really a trooper for getting up and getting on the podcast this early. I appreciate it. And I so appreciate those kind words. So we're going to have a great conversation and it sounds like you do a lot of great things at Classes 365 and I want to know all about it and I want to tell our audience about it too. Um, So one of the things here on the podcast that we like to do, we like to listen to people's stories. So we want to know, tell us about yourself and your journey into this ed tech space. How did you get started? How did you end up founding Classes 365? Tell us all these things. Yeah, absolutely. I know I, you know, whenever I kind of listen to these, you know, in your podcast and also the the founder stories, you know, I get excited. I get, you know, uh, inspired as well. Uh, but yeah, my story, my personal introduction, you know, I, I came to Australia uh, back in 2000. I can't believe it's been 20 years right now. I came here to do my, uh, my master's, you know, um, higher education. I did my master's in IT um, and then did my MBA and worked for a, a lot of uh, corporates. You know, I worked with IBM, a lot of partner organizations focused on education, um, you know, education technology, education integration. And, and my, my latest gig was with, um, in the corporate world was with Microsoft. 
Um, that's when the light bulb moment of uh, starting Class E365 happened. Um, I'll just quickly tell you about that light bulb moment. I still remember the day when um, the idea started, you know, first in, came into my mind of starting the company. Um, so we were, you know, working. So while I was working, there was a, a, a meeting with uh, the CIOs, administrators, and uh, registrars, um, and CTOs of uh, um, and a, a very large ed, an education institution uh, where there was SIS providers, LMS providers, um, you know, all were discussing about, you know, digital transformation within the uh, education institution. And, um, you know, the kind of complexity that was discussed in terms of integration, in terms of fragmented technologies, um, you know, the CIO, CTO, they're kind of, you know, looking at each other in terms of the complexity that was um, coming up um, with all these kind of uh, different technologies that they wanted to bring it in. Yeah, um, you're, I, are, you're dropping a lot of tech names, <laughs> a lot of different things that we use, um, you know, specifically yeah. in higher education. So it sounds like you, your journey, you came in, you wanted to kind of connect all of these. This is awesome. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be fun. All this technical techie nerdy talk. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when, I mean, I could only think about, you know, such a big organization having this integration challenges. I could only think about how the SMBs and SME organization would be able to manage this complexities of fragmented technologies, right? Um, that's when, you know, the uh, Class E365 uh, idea came up and we, we started with MV uh, Minimum Viable Product, uh, humble beginnings at the start. Uh, the journey has been, you know, uh, fantastic since 2013. Um, you know, from humble beginnings, we are right now with about 5,500 customers in about 130 countries. Uh, we've we've re that's amazing. Re let's let's celebrate that because that is unbelievable. And congratulations. You know, I like to tell people that like, you celebrate your small successes, but that's a huge one. Um, congratulations on that. That's that's wonderful. Okay, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, thank you, Holly. And and recently, you know, we've uh, been among the the top seventy fastest growing companies in APAC uh, by you know this was listed by Financial Times. Um, you know, top 11 fastest growing company in Australia and fifth uh, in the education sector. So it's been from humble beginnings, you know, we've, we've got a lot of um, gratitude to our customers, our employees as well uh, for, for, for where we are right now. But, you know, I still believe that we are in second gear um, and a lot of things to do, a lot of things to do. Yes, definitely. And I can't, I can't wait to start asking you some of the COVID questions that we're going to get to later in the show, but yeah. what a, what a nice, what a nice journey. And so you still sound, you know, after a few years, some people may get tired of like the same old thing, but it sounds like you're really passionate about what you do and offering the service that you, the services that you do to your consumers um, is really great and filling those gaps into connecting things you know, that's, that's what we want when we, we think about an experience. Absolutely. We, we want Absolutely. it to be seamless. We don't want to run into barriers and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and passion and effort, you know, that's, that's probably my take on uh, the success in entrepreneurship. You know, if you have that passion and you put the effort and uh, there's, there's always that, that always have your back. Absolutely. I mean, you're your own, you're advocating for yourself. You, you have to be able to support yourself and, you know, those that work with you and be, you know, a great leader. So that's wonderful. I'm so I'm, I'm always 
humbled to hear people's journey into this space. Um, so in keeping kind of with the same theme here, um, and you know our show is called Ed Up Ed Tech, I mm -hmm. want to know how you personally define educational technology. So what's your definition of ed tech? Yeah, great question. Um, Holly, um, I personally look at education technology as something uh, that would have a positive impact on what I would call or we would call within our company an ed tech pyramid, right? If you, if you think of it as a triangle, right at the top, you have the students, uh, followed by the education institutions, and then the society as a whole, you know, uh, how you are making impact on those, on those each elements of that pyramid. Um, you know, take, uh, let's, you know, taking each element and talking about each element uh, in the pyramid, you know, talking about students, I would say that EdTech would positively help achieve what we in Class C365 call as knowledge independence for, um, for, for, for students. Uh, to explain a bit further, uh, for any students, aspirations would be a co common denominator in measuring the level of success they've been having throughout the education um, journey. Uh, the aspirations could be anything, right? So it can be financial independence uh, or achieving intellectual uh, expertise in, in the fields they're studying. Uh, and EdTech duty is to help, uh, help them achieve that. Um, now, when it comes to the next layer, which is the education industries, uh, sorry, education institutions, uh, EdTech would help them to aid students across the entire student life cycle. So, so from admissions up until they become an alumni, um, you know, you have technologies to help uh, administrators to manage the entire, entire journey seamlessly. Um, now, we talk about the third layer, which is the social impact, right? Uh, Holly, there couldn't be a better example than what's been happening in the pandemic, right? right. Uh, we've seen how EdTech has helped students, education institutions to have a positive impact on continuing the education. Um, not only this, right? So we uh, in Class C365 have, their, have our own examples, uh, just to pick a few. Uh, through our tools, uh, we were able to provide uh, continuous education for children affected by the Syrian civil war. Um, you know, not only this during the, you know, the devastation of uh, 2016 hurricane in Haiti, uh, you know, Classic 365 was used uh, as the primary platform for uh, communication and, uh, and management by local universities there. Uh, we've also collaborated with World Bank to support education in remote parts of Caribbean islands. So, you know, in a nutshell, right, so, um, Education technology, you know, I feel that, you know, is, is something that will positively impact all elements of what I mentioned that, you know, the, the pyramid. Yeah, that's, a, that's great too. And I think sometimes we don't think about necessarily when we're building these tools, how they impact the communities or they help, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. make, make things go a different way or they make things better for that, for that community. So I'm glad that what you have done is able to sustain some things or even get people back on track after, you know, yeah. natural disasters. And just, you know, just thinking about different ways, like uh, the world we live in today is impacted by so many different uh, traumas. Mm. And we, we don't need to go into the psychology of everything, but really like you're saying, and I love how at the top of your pyramid that students mm. are first and everybody mm. is a student. We're all always learning. 
So yeah. that's, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad to hear that you, you were able to help um, some communities get back on track with things and not, not necessarily miss a beat, you know? Um, so yeah. just to add on that, right. So one, you know, once we are building as well within, within us, you know, I always tell the team, you know, just, you know, it's, it's more about the legacy rather than the currency that we got to look at, you know, how you are looking at building a legacy of, of a product impacting um, the lives of students or anyone uh, who we interact with. Um, and that's why, um, you know, we've actually grown um, uh, to what, where we are right now. So there, there's kind of, you know, a, a very value system, which we kind of hold while doing our product development or doing our product interactions uh, with customers. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I love it. The legacy, it's about the legacy and not the currency. And I think that's the mindset I have when I teach, because I also teach online is that it's not about, yeah. you know, what, I, what I'm earning fiscally, it's about how, who I'm impacting and what impact that's going to have on awesome. the current generation and future generations um, yeah. in that, that space. So that's so great to hear and reassuring yeah. as well. So you alluded to this a little bit, but I want you, and I've been all over your site. I love your colors. I love the site um, and how you, how you organize things, but I want you to describe for somebody who's never heard of classes mm -hmm. 365, what it is you actually do. I try to get the, you know, the, uh, the audience to get a picture in their head. So what are some of the products and the services that you offer to institutions or organizations in education? Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, Holly, we are a platform that offers what we call unified approach to education management. Uh, our solution includes uh, SIS, I, I, you know, I, I'll try to abbreviate all the terminologies to information system, learning yeah. management system and the customer relationship management this SIS, LMS, and LMS, uh, SIS, LMS, and CRM, and many other functionalities that help education institutions manage their student administration and, and also the learning management as well. Um, you know, I, I briefly you know, discussed about why we wanted to do that. You know, we, uh, we knew that uh, the technology out there is fragmented, um, especially for the SMB, SME, uh, or the tier two um, higher education institutions, um, you know, we kind of bring a, a, a unified approach to education management. Uh, that's what we wanted to bring. Um, our offerings are modular. Um, what I mean by that is customers can pick and choose the modules they need um, and, and they can only pay for those modules as well. So we have uh, private and public cloud offerings as well. Uh, one of the few platforms, in fact, who offers an integrated SIS, LMS, and CRM platform. That is great. And I think that some of the, the systems sometimes, like you're saying, they're so disjointed and mm. they're not connected. So having yeah. everything flow together in one thing from start to going into the institution to the admissions, mm. all the way to graduation and becoming an alumni and you've yeah. solved that, that those issues, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I really think that alleviates a lot of stress for, for the students. Yeah, and, and also the data itself, right? So the data is, is, is power these days. So once you have the data on a single platform, there's no duplication um, you know, across multiple platforms. There's one single source of truth. 
And once the data is there, that's when the magic happens in terms of analytics, um, predictive learning, um, students, student behavior tracking, all these things becomes much easier for you know, the, the CIOs, the registrars and, and the administrators of education institutions. Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure once people listen to this episode, they're going to be like, I want to learn more, tell me more because, you know, administrators are already solving so many issues internally. And then having mm-hmm. to think about, you know, the, the different problems with the systems that they purchase, because I've like, oh, I have an SIS. Oh, I have an LMS. I have a C, C you know, I have all these different things and just trying to I always say I'm a tech person. I've worked in IT. I've worked, you know, obviously I've worked in edu- educational technology, all that stuff. Just these tools by themselves can be really powerful, but finding yeah. a way to connect them all for the benefit Absolutely. of the end user is the challenge. <laughs> because we as techies, we're like, oh, we get it. But some people are yeah. like, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. So finding a way, it sounds like that's what you, what you've done here. So that's yes, fantastic. Yes. Yes. Spot on there. Yes. So we, uh, we want to know as, you know, consumers of the product and being in higher education and, you know, school mm-hmm. systems around the world, what are your consumers saying? What are some of their favorite features? What do they okay. tell you about? You alluded to it a bit with the data. So I'm figuring like they mm-hmm. really love the data. So speak mm-hmm. to me, tell me what your users are saying. And now another word from our fantastic sponsor, Unibuddy. UniBuddy empowers universities to democratize information for their prospective students. They put student ambassadors online to promote peer-to-peer conversations that make authentic human connection the key to college decisions. This means that any student considering your university can gain visibility into the experience your school really offers without leaving your website. Embed just one line of code to jumpstart meaningful interactions between current and future students. UniBuddy purpose-built a digital platform for higher ed because better accessibility leads to more informed decisions by students and a better yield for schools. You can take advantage of the full product suite by leveraging their chat, virtual live events, and top-tier partnerships. 450 plus global partners trust Unibuddy to help them help students find a place at their institutions. Recruit, engage, and enroll more students and expand your institutional reach. To learn more, go to unibuddy.com. That's U-N-I-B-U-D-D-Y dot C-O-M. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, gen- in general, Holly, um, the three things that, that really resonate with our customers, you know, there's three things. So, so I would say that flexibility, affordability, and technological sophistication. Um, you know, individually talking, to, uh, talking about these features, you know, just to pick a few names of our customers, you know, PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, or Johns Hopkins, uh, they prefer performance analytics, uh, configurability, and ease of use. Um, you know, Ryerson University and the unit of cybersecurity, uh, the U.S. Department of Defense, the U.S. Air Force, they use our platform. They really love, trust our security and adaptability, um, which, uh, which the uh, platform provides as well. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we firmly believe in co-creating with our customers. Uh, you know, any features and solutions that come that gets released uh, are, are ones that are vetted by our customers. 
Um, the CPO within the organization firmly believes in co-creating and I firmly be behaving co-creating with our customers. Uh, that really helps us to be uh, kind of uh, um, uh, amongst the customers, you know, listening to them, um, building products that they need, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely building products that they need and products that they want too. Yeah, they need this, yeah. but they also want this. They don't realize, you know, um, how how different things are impacting the student or the learners. And you're not, you know, we talk a lot about educational stuff, but you're you go beyond the education space and to to other organizations. So I think that's great as well because learning happens in all these different sectors and all these different realms of mm. our culture and our society. So it's important to have a tool that can adapt and assimilate in those mm. types of situations. Mm. Uh, so yeah. that's, that's great. Um, so let's shift a little bit. Um, let's talk about COVID and, you know, yeah. we're a year in now of things yeah. with COVID and I feel like in the States it's a year to us, but in other parts of the world, it was happening before. Um, so yeah. some people are more than a year in. So how has the pandemic impacted your company? What pivots have you had to make? What shifts? What have you done? Has it been mm. good for you? You know, what what challenges have there been? Just give me, um, give us some feedback. Oh, what what happened that? with COVID? Yeah, uh, Holly, we've been very fortunate uh, here in Australia that, you know, we haven't been impacted as much as a lot of other countries. Uh, you know, in, in the last couple of you know, weeks or even months so we have had like handful of cases every every now and then. So we've been very fortunate in that way. And a, a lot of credit goes to how it's been handled internally by the government here as well. Uh, but operationally, right? So we are an organization that always embraced um, remote working. Uh, we have teams uh, across the globe that support customers over, um, you know, 130 uh, countries. Uh, majority of them are remote, uh, so I would ex uh, I would not exactly say COVID nineteen impacted our company directly. Uh, instead, I would say that COVID nineteen has impacted many of our customers. As you probably know, the tech has been uh, and education sector has been adversely affected. Um, uh, you know, just just you know, uh, elaborating on that, we have in fact uh, thrived during this period. Uh, in terms of uh, you know new customers coming on board, uh, existing customers you know subscribing to our LMS module. Um, so during COVID, uh, our idea was to help education institutions as much as possible. Uh, we we gave uh, financial leverages to them, ran offers, um, you know helped them with uh, you know uh, trans digital transformation, how they can achieve that. Uh, a lot of workshops. Um, in fact, during the peak of the outbreak, you know, we had about uh, 6 million um, people using our platform every day. Um, so uh, organizationally, um, not a lot, but, you know, we've seen a lot of customers, especially the ones which is brick and mortar uh, organizations, uh, they were adversely affected. Uh, they are, either they, they suspended um, subscriptions but in the last couple of months, we have seen a lot of those customers coming back uh, using the platform. Um, a lot of them have transformed into like digital learning and things like that. Um, but uh, a lot of them are coming back um, using the platform. Um, you know, as as situation is getting getting easier, you know, everyone coming back, right? Yeah. 
You know, and I'm glad to hear that you do have that flexibility in your platform where you can suspend things and then come back when you're ready. And I think yeah. for education, and one of the things I frequently talk about on the podcast and with my fellow colleagues too, is that a lot of the world just stopped when COVID mm. happened because we didn't, this is something we've never really experienced before from a, yeah. a worldly perspective, um, yeah. you know, in some of our generation. So everything just stopped, but it seems like education and ed tech in particular provided that support that people just kept going. They said, whatever yeah. we have to do, if we have to open things up, offer it for free, whatever support, if we have to build something new, um, just to support you, we'll do it because we want to see learners continue to learn. We want to see, you know, faculty continue to be supported. We want to see that things are still happening. Um, and yeah, we absolutely. This yeah. in a digital space. I think that's one of the things as an instructional designer that I've run into so much is that was that resistance uh, pre-COVID is like, oh, we can't do this online. This online isn't the same as face-to-face. There was always that tradition of, uh, you know, with education sector built into it, which was one of the reasons there was um, innovations were not happening at quite a lot when you compare that one with fintech or health tech, I guess. Uh, but the situation has uh, kind of forced people for transformation projects, you know, forced people to kind of innovate in things that they do. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for providing that support. It's wonderful to hear, you know, I talked to a lot of different people and they say that they provided the support, you know, no matter what happened. And that's, that's what really, yeah, yeah. Need. they need that reassurance and that trust, you know, with the companies. Uh, so let's talk about what is next for classes 365. What is on your roadmap? Anything that you can openly discuss and share <laughs> with our audience? You know, I don't want you to violate any non-disclosure agreements or get in trouble mm. with uh, legal or compliance about anything. So what can you share with us? What's on the roadmap for you? Yeah, absolutely. There's a few exciting things I can actually talk about. I uh, spoke to my CPO and he said, yeah, you know, if you want oh, to talk, talk, you talk did about the, it. You did the pre-work <laughs> before this question. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, exciting times ahead, uh, you know, we, though we had great wins, uh, recognitions on our growth, you know, financial times, you know, we get, we got EdTech awards. Uh, I do feel that we are operating in, in second gear. Um, there's a lot of things that we're focusing on. Um, you know, we, we are kind of grateful to where we are right now, but we, we are kind of, you know, passionate about, you know, making a difference. Um, you know, as I said, we firmly believe in co-creating with our customers, customers deeply engage with our uh, product development team. There's two uh, specific uh, things I want to quickly mention. One is something which we call placements module, uh, specifically for higher education. Um, you know, higher education institutions with, with this placements module will be able to tag job opportunities with relevant courses they offer. Um, you know, from the administrative portal, they'll be able to tag uh, job opportunities uh, for, for the courses. Uh, to give an example, if an education institution is offering a, a, a bachelor's degree in marketing, just as an example, they can take relevant, you know, marketing uh, manager jobs or any kind of jobs that is relevant for the, for the degrees or the courses they are offering. Uh, what this will do is this will not only allow students to see relevant jobs, um, from the uh, student portal, but also plan the courses 
of future courses as well. So we have um, built an AI element on um, in our AWS technology where um, the keywords get picked up. Say, for example, design thinking is something that's been picked up by all these jobs. Um, it, it triggers those um, uh, you know, keywords and recommends that you know, maybe design thinking is a subject they can take, which is also offered by the, by the education institution. So they can discuss with their, um, with their academic advisors and they can map it to their course planning uh, that you know, they want to take this job to fill that gap. In, in, in the job market, right? So that, that's something that we are very excited about. Uh, again, feedback, feedback from customers, all these things were feedback from customers, especially the tier two organizations, right? Uh, they, they need to help uh, their students, uh, you know, not only complete their you know, education, but also what's next for them. Right. Uh, very excited about that. I'm, I'm just absorbing all this and I'm just loving what you're saying. And you mentioned the word AI, which always gets people excited because it's like the we're on the cusp of great things here with the, the AI technology and what it can do. So that's great. Anything else yeah. going on? <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's uh, another project we're working on called Apply 365. So this is uh, uh, purely uh, based. It's, a, it's kind of an offset of Classy, but um, you know, as of 2020, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we had about 5,000 education institutions. Uh, institutions um, have a common structure in how they recruit students uh, in terms of student recruitment. Um, so what we are trying to build is what we call one form uh, where, you know, with a single form, uh, students will be able to broadcast um, their, um, you know, course likings to different education institutions. Uh, for applications uh, for student uh, for uh, basically for admissions. Uh, so that's something that we are kind of working on. Uh, we have a MVP coming up, you know, in the next quarter, um, and uh, we'll be able to discuss with, uh, uh, with, with you know, up, offer this one for existing customers, customer base, and then see where that will actually take us through. That's great. This sounds like two wonderful, great things on the cusp here for you and for your existing customers and your new customers. And I know customers love when you do new things that are going to be able to help them out even more in this yeah. space. So we're down to our final two questions here in the show. And yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and I've learned a lot. I always learn a lot from my guests, but I want to know two more. I have two more things to ask. What yeah. did we miss? Is there anything else you'd like to share? It's really three questions, but I say it's two. I combined the first two. And mm -hmm. then I want to get your perspective as a futurist. Um, what does the future of educational technology look like? So what did we miss? Anything else you'd like to share with the audience that you mm -hmm. think would be beneficial? And what does the future of educational technology look like to you? Yeah, Holly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, happy to share that one. What did we miss? Um, um, I think, you know, as I mentioned, so we are our kind of sweet spot at the moment, uh, you know, the tier two uh, SMB, SME uh, educational institutions, right? Um, and when we talk about digital transformation with them, it's, it's very, very kind of uh, daunting for them, you know? Um, so what we uh, decided was we're building a framework which will help higher education institutions achieve digital transformation easily. Um, 
And, um, you know, I've actually written an article about it. You know, uh, my team is kind of uh, substantial. We're going to link to that in the show notes for sure. And I want to read it too. So you're going to send it to me because I want to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, uh, that covers the entire student life cycle and how education institutions uh, um, can achieve that. Especially, you know, I feel, I really feel for the SMB, SME accounts. Uh, they, they really want to do digital transformation but you know they just get you know scared or kind of um you know um kind of push back you get a pushback on kind of complexities engagement so try to simplify kind of a roadmap so i'm happy to share that information yes please yeah um in terms of future of edtech um i think finally uh, i think finally edtech uh we've, we've uh, we have gotten off to a great start finally i think uh, but there's a long way to go. Uh, you know, historically, if you look at, right, so FinTech and health, health tech used to be the forerunners in terms of innovation, funding, R&D, uh, achieving digital transformation and things like that. Uh, it is only uh, because there was, you know, if you look at health tech and FinTech, it's only because of the urgency you have. When you think about money or your health, obviously there's going to be a lot of money spent on it. Education didn't have that urgency before, I felt. Uh, however, due to COVID, education institutions have started reinventing themselves digitally. Uh, so we can expect good innovations coming up. There's a lot of funding which is coming up from investors, uh, government grants, and, and which is kind of, you know, resonates with globally um, uh, as well. Um, um, we've also seen customers coming up with different things like micro masters program. I and mean, this is some of our customers who are coming yes, up. I've with, seen this too. I've seen this too. Yeah. So it's happening in the States as well. Okay. And yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's really yeah. a different take. It's like you go traditional for so long. You think about the four year or the two year masters, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, they throw this, they throw this curveball yeah. at us. It's insane. So continue. I want to hear more. Yeah, I mean, they're coming up with micro master's program, micro bachelor's program. Uh, I think it's like, you know, focus accelerated programs. Um, a lot of innovation and reinventing uh, happening within the, even the curriculum development. And obviously, I take innovations as well. Um, you know, we have tried to be um, right up there in terms of what, what can we do different? How can we support these customers in in uh, in, in coming up with these new curriculums and things like that. So uh, I think, you know, we've, we've finally off, off to a good start, um, uh, but there's a long way to go. Absolutely. And I love, I forgot to mention earlier, when you talked about the internships and things in the workforce, this is what is happening. Like the generations behind us are getting into the workforce more quickly. They need to be prepared. There's different mm -hmm. types of soft skills, you know, technical skills they need to have. And I'm I'm like knee deep right now in dissertation and I'm I'm all over the Gen Z research. So right, I know what's right. coming. And yeah. after that, it's Gen Alpha. So we're starting over again. So we have to be prepared for these learners and they do mm -hmm. not learn the way that we did, you know, I'm mm. part of the, I don't, I don't want to assume your age. I'm a part of the older millennial generation that kind of grew up when computers and the internet were becoming big, but this generation yeah. doesn't know a life without devices. Without, without devices, you're actually absolutely right. The millennials are a completely different breed, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, we, there's, there's different ways we need to engage them. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that you and I could probably have a whole podcast conversation about ed tech and how it impacts different yeah. generations. Uh, yeah, that would be exciting. So fascinating. It's very fascinating yeah. the the characteristics that that's that the generations um you know exhibit. So, anyways, I digress. I will not talk anymore about dissertation stuff. But Nandan, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing all this great information about classes 365 and I can't wait to release this episode it's going to be a great one and I love what you do in this space and I'm so humbled by the people that I have on the show and what they're doing to propel education and other sectors forward so thank you what you do and thank you for being on the show today yeah thank you Holly thank you so much it was really pleasure talking to you and being part of the show yeah um yeah all the best for 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 your team as well you know you you guys are growing in popularity uh yeah looking forward to listening to a lot of your podcasts thank Thank you all right you've been listening to another episode of ed up ed tech with your host holly owens you can follow holly on linkedin You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens.